The Watership Down podcast is intended for listeners who are familiar with the plot. There will be spoilers. This episode is scripted, recorded, edited and narrated by Newell Fisher. Hello and welcome to the Watership Down podcast episode 148 in which we will be looking at season 2 episode 10 of the TV series and episode 23 of the series overall, The Mysterious Visitors. I hope you all had a good Christmas, if you celebrate it. This is the last episode of 2023, so the podcast is about to enter its fourth calendar year and will be three years old on the 15th of March. Not bad for a weekly niche podcast recorded on a smartphone that began life on an impulse during Covid lockdown, if I say so myself. As ever, I am very grateful to all of you, the podcast Owlsner, who helped that to happen. As a matter of interest, last week's episode had the longest title yet in this podcast, to the extent that it nearly exceeded the allowed number of characters, back to normal length titles this week. I have also shared a playlist of Watership Down related music, some of which may not be so familiar, on the YouTube channel. There will be a link to this in the notes, and any further suggestions are welcome. Thank you to Owlsler member Chris Boyce for the Barbara Dixon suggestion. It includes some cover versions, so two songs are included twice. I am still showcasing Watership Down themed art, details in the notes. Please let me know if you would like your Watership Down themed art to appear as the podcast title image for an episode, with full credit given. So then, let's get back to our favourite down, where winter seems to be over. TV series Season 2, Episode 10, The Mysterious Visitors. The 23rd episode of the Watership Down TV series was first broadcast in the UK on the 5th of October 2000. It was written by Mary Crawford and Alan Templeton. There will be a link to the episode in the notes. Winter is over on Watership Down. Down at Nuthanger Farm we see two unfamiliar rabbits hide in undergrowth, they hear the sound of other rabbits nearby, who we recognise as Dandelion, Hawkbit, Fiverr and Pipkin on a raid for Flayra. It seems, according to the vegetables available, that this is late spring, and there has been quite a gap since the events of the previous episode. Hawkbit boasts that neither the dog or the cat will be a match for him. There seems to be a definite air of optimism about. Nearby, the two strangers are listening. The thicker-set one is called Raincloud the thinner one, Blue Sky, who seems to be voiced by the same actor who plays Vervain. They are clearly a pair of rabbit con artists. Apparently there is a sun shower in the offing, and Blue Sky is delighted that this means they could pull the messenger dodge, which they haven't tried in a long time. Raincloud is worried that the vegetable garden is not the right location for this, being too exposed. They need to find the inevitable farm mongrel to move these rabbits along. He means the dog and has to explain his use of the word forthwith to Blue Sky as meaning now. Raincloud also says Blue Sky should bait the dog as they prefer his scent. As a cloud covers the sun, Blue Sky waves his rear near the dog, releasing fur and scent, then runs off as the dog wakes up growling. It sniffs the air, then looks at the vegetable patch and sees the raiders, and advances towards them. Blue Sky and Raincloud discuss which way the rabbits will bolt. Deciding on a hole in the stone wall, they laugh at their own genius as the rain starts to fall. The dog is advancing quietly on the rabbits of Watership Down, who did not do not see it until it is almost too late. Hawkbit raises the alarm just in time, and they scatter and bolt towards the hole just as predicted. The dog cannot follow, 
However, its frustration is mitigated by finding a buried bone. On the other side of the wall, Dandelion ribs Hawkbit about not taking on the dog, but apparently he meant only if he had finished eating. He swallows his last mouthful. Dandelion wants to go back if the dog has gone. Meanwhile, nearby, Raincloud and Blue Sky are waiting for the right moment. Blue Sky practices his poses, all of which, according to Raincloud, make him look as if he has been hit by a frudidoo. Dandelion reports that the dog is chewing a bone in the middle of the spinach. This probably means the raid is over. As they begin to make their way to back to Watership Down, a rainbow suddenly appears. Pipkin says this means Prince Rainbow is visiting. And at its end, two rabbits emerge, one thick set and one thinner. They announce that they have come from the sky and have good tidings for their illustrious chief rabbit and renowned Captain of Owsler. Pipkin says they mean Hazel and Bigwig, the larger visitor agrees. He makes it clear that they have come from the Kingdom of Colours and are the messengers of Prince Rainbow. He pauses for effect, then says to take them to their leader. The larger of the two messengers of Prince Rainbow needs help from the watered down rabbits getting up the scarp slope as they push him from behind. Pipkin runs ahead as Raincloud orders some flayra as his strength is flagging. Hawkbit asks why they cannot just fly up the hill, but Blue Sky clarifies that while they are on Earth, they have to behave like normal rabbits. To do otherwise wouldn't be fair. Hawkbit says he could live with it. On the down, Blackberry and Primrose are teaching Primrose's kittens about wild plants. Nearby, Hannah is talking to Clover about spring having arrived. Clover sounds as if she has not yet quite adapted to outdoor life yet. Hazel and Bigwig pass by with Pipkin. Hazel is not happy about strange rabbits having been shown the way to the Ron, but Pipkin reassures him that Blue Sky and Raincloud already know all about Hazel, which is actually not true. They just employed a bit of conversational trickery. Bigwig is sceptical that they have come from Prince Rainbow, but Pipkin assures him that they step right out of a rainbow, another bit of trickery. He then goes up to Clover and takes a carrot she was eating, saying it is an emergency. After all, a messenger of Prince Rainbow has placed an order for Flayra. Raincloud has at last reached the top of the down. Hawkbit comments that he is quite heavy for a rabbit who can fly. The two messengers from Prince Rainbow pass by Hazel and Bigwig, apparently not recognising them, and set about introducing themselves. Hazel comments that these aren't what, what he would expect messengers from Prince Rainbow to look like, but the tale of their arrival through the rainbow is already being embellished by those who saw it. Bigwig is sceptical. He and Hazel go up to the visitors and ask what the message is for them, but Raincloud says the time is not yet right. They need to rest first and will need Flayra. And with that, they disappear underground as if this were their own warren. Later, Hannah complains that the two messengers are sleeping in her burrow. Blackberry adds that they have eaten every scrap of Flayra in the warren. Pipkin says they have had a long and tiring journey. Hawkbit and Fiverr, completely taken in, set off to find more Flayra. Later, after they come above ground, Dandelion brings the messengers fresh grass for their beds. Blue Sky says it will help cover the mousy smell in their burrow. Hannah is not impressed. Pipkin asks to know more about the land beyond the rainbow. Blue Sky explains that their cabbages grow on trees and fall off every morning. They explain that they have seen many sights flying all over the earth, delivering Prince Rainbow's messages to all the good rabbits of the earth. Kihar seems sceptical. He doesn't recall ever seeing flying rabbits. Pipkin is intrigued. He wants to know what it's like to fly. Apparently it beats walking.
Bigwig interjects to ask if everyone has done their chores for the day, a word that doesn't really work in a British accent. Hazel backs him up as Pipkin begs to hear one more story from the messengers of Prince Rainbow. You get the distinct feeling that the two leading rabbits are having their doubts about the two visitors as they continue to eat Flayra. Dandelion is looking after four kittens when Pipkin comes up and asks him what it must be like to be able to fly. Dandelion tries to turn the conversation to finding carrots at the end of the rainbow, but Pipkin is fixated on the idea of flying as he looks up to see swallows passing overhead. Raincloud and Blue Sky are sleeping as Fiver and Hawkbit deliver more carrots to them. Nearby, Bigwig points out to Hazel that all they have done is eat, sleep and tell stories. Hazel asks if they might be Afraf and spies, but Bigwig rejects this. He decides to confront them and wakes them up to demand Prince Rainbow's message or they can leave. Instantly, they are awake and pour praise on Hazel and Bigwig, saying that they are the new Elara and Rabscuttle. For a moment, Bigwig seems taken in. But Hazel, the new Elara apparently, points out that having delivered their message, they can now be on their way. But no. Apparently, they will need to be on, on Watership Down for some time in order to check that the new Elara and Rabscuttle are deserving of their new status. How convenient. Pipkin is jumping in the air and flapping his front legs, in front of Kihar, who is not impressed. Underground, in Hannah's burrow, surrounded with Flayra, Raincloud tells Blue Sky that they have fooled everyone except Hazel. Their scam won't last. Blue Sky says this is, this is the best warren they have found yet. Why not just admit to being Wanderers or Hlessy in Lapine and ask to join? But Raincloud is having none of it. That would mean having to actually work and take orders. They are interrupted by Pipkin, who begs them to teach him how to fly. He just can't get it out of his head. In order to get rid of him, Raincloud agrees. Later, Pipkin runs from the warren excitedly. He is on a mission and looks longingly at the birds he sees in the sky, having fallen over in his overexcitedness. He is discovered by a mole digging up a dandelion. Apparently this can help you to fly, along with a magpie feather and a magic spell. The mole asks if a hedge wizard told him that, which is a callback to the great game episode of three episodes previously. No, apparently it was messengers of Prince Rainbow. The, the mole is reassured, because apparently you can't trust a hedge wizard further than a snail jump. He helps Pipkin with digging out the dandelion root. Back on Watership Down, Hazel informs the messengers of Prince Rainbow that they are off on patrol. Would they care to come along? Apparently not. Which is funny, because according to Hazel's recollection, they are supposed to keep an eye on Hazel and Bigwig. Raincloud has to admit he said that, but there are ground rules. He gets to rest whenever he wants, and Flayrar must be provided regularly. Also, they will have to help him back up the hill, as he is used to flying. Is this beginning to be an episode with a theme of fat-shaming? I'll just leave that question hanging in the air. Hazel says that if they are going to prove themselves, they may have to do some dangerous things while on patrol. Raincloud urges them not to go overboard on that aspect, but Fiver, Hawkbit and Dandelion are fine with the idea. Pipkin manages to catch a magpie feather from a pair of the birds who also offer some advice about following the wind. Delighted, he leaves them with his dandelion root and magpie feather. His first flight is getting closer. The Watership Down Patrol will arrive in a gorge of some sort that could only exist on Chalk Downland in the form of an industrial chalk pit. These are very common on my native Sussex Downs. Bigwig warns that they need to keep an eye out for a lil. Stoats and hawks are known to lurk in such places. Raincloud announces that he is peckish. 
Bigwig is still trying to prove that he, that he is the new rabscuttle and announces that he knows where to find a patch of violets and dandelions. Hazel shakes his head to himself, clearly disappointed that even Bigwig has been taken in by these scammers. Meanwhile, overhead, Kihar is enjoying flying in the warmer weather of spring. While providing air cover for the patrol over the gorge and singing really badly, he suddenly spots Pipkin approaching a precipice at the edge of the gorge above the patrol. He has a dandelion and a magpie feather with him. Pipkin looks over the edge, chews on the dandelion root, which does not taste good, and starts to recite the flying spell. He is interrupted by Kihar, who asks him what he is doing. When Pipkin explains, Kihar very quickly puts him right. He is not going to let the young rabbit harm himself, whatever the silly rainbow rabbits say. Pipkin is about to walk away from the edge, when suddenly a vicious stoat emerges from undergrowth behind them and advances, snarling. Pipkin is trapped. Down below, the patrol hears Kihar raise the alarm. They rush to the base of the precipice to see Pipkin above them. Bigwig wonders what he is doing. Immediately, the messengers of Prince Rainbow confess that Pipkin thinks he is going to fly and it is their fault. Why confess so easily? After all, if Pipkin does try to fly, won't their secret be safe? Could it be that they have some kind of moral compass after all? Raincloud offers the excuse that they didn't think he'd start by jumping off a cliff. Hawkbit says they need to fly up there to help him. Awkward. The two Conarsis explain they made it all up. Hazel realises they won't be able to get to the top in time. He orders them all to gather as much moss, heather and soft grass as they can and pile it up at the base of the cliff. At the top, Kihar tries to fend off the stoat, but this is very dangerous and will only work for so long. Pipkin tries reciting the full flying spell, but doesn't feel any lighter. Kihar attacks the stoat again, bowling it over. Bigwig shouts up to Pipkin that it is okay to jump now, but Pipkin says he doesn't think the spell works. Raincloud, in desperation, shouts that it does. He should just close his eyes and fly. Hazel tells Pipkin to do what the messenger says. The stoat gets past Kihar. Just as it reaches Pipkin, he jumps, feather in mouth, flapping his paws and lands heavily in the pile at the base of the cliff. Hazel and Bigwig rush forward to dig him out. Pipkin is okay and thinks he has just flown. Hazel and Bigwig stare at the messengers of Prince Rainbow, who try to make light of what has just happened. Later, on the down, Pipkin is regaling the other young rabbits with his tales of what it is like to fly. Nearby, Raincloud and Blue Sky are confessing how they make their living, but they promise to keep their stories ground-based from now on. Hazel says they could use a pair of quick-witted rabbits and suggests they stay. Hannah thinks he might as well invite a crududu. But the two Hlessy politely decline the invite. They prefer their wandering lifestyle. In any case, Blue Sky says, they've heard about a warren nearby called Ephrafa. As they leave, Bigwig asks Hazel if they should tell them. Hazel shakes his head, smiling. It's Woundwort he feels sorry for. Bigwig says he made a burke of himself, thinking he might be the next rabscuttle. How did Hazel know it was all a trick, he asks. Hazel reminds Bigwig that he is the next LRR. They both laugh as they return to the Warren on Watership Down. Is it canon? No. And I cannot even see any parallels with the tales from Watership Down. Also, 
Hasn't Hazel just made a huge mistake allowing two con artists who know their names and the location of the Warren on Watership Down to leave for Ephrafa without warning them? Logically, as soon as Rain Cloud and Blue Sky realise they are prisoners, they will bargain for their freedom by giving away the location of the enemy Warren on Watership Down, because they will surely get to hear about it in No Warren obsessed with finding the rabbits who defeated Woundwort. Anyway, that's all from the Watership Down podcast for 2023. I wish you all a happy new year. Here's to 2024. Next time, sheep arrive on the down, and not in a good way. <laughs>